and welcome to Anyway Pranay. Join your host, Pranay Patel, author of Burgundy Winters in Europe, as he dives deep into subjects close to his heart, from how he built his charity foundations to his strong love for food, engineering, farming, and the great outdoors. Now, let's get into today's episode. Namaskar, my dear brothers and sisters. Today's episode is dedicated to my grandfather, freedom fighter, late Sri Vasanthrao Patil, also known as Abhaji, on his birthday. Today's topic was very close to his heart. Happy 101st birthday, Abhaji, and Jai Hind. You're listening to Anyway Pranay. Remember to hit that subscribe button. I'm your host, Pranay Patil, and today I'm going to talk to you about the increasing epidemic of elder abuse how we as a society can prevent it and also why we should embrace aging instead of thinking of it as something to be feared. In my first episode, I discussed my own experience and hardship while writing my novel during the early months of COVID, which led us into today's topic. Although all age groups are at risk of contracting COVID-19, Older people are at a significantly higher risk of mortality and severe disease following the infection, with those over 80 years old dying at five times the average rate. An estimated 66% of people aged 70 and over have at least one underlying condition, placing them at increased risk of severe impact from the virus. Older people may also face age discrimination in decisions on medical care and life-saving therapies. Global inequalities mean that, already pre-COVID-19, as many as half of older people in some developing countries did not have access to essential health services. The pandemic may also lead to a scaling back of critical services unrelated to COVID-19. Further, increasing risks to the lives of older people. Some older people face additional vulnerabilities at this time. The virus is not just threatening the lives and safety of older people, it is also threatening their social networks, their access to health services, their jobs and their pensions. Quote, no person young or old is expendable, unquote. Spelt out UN General Secretary Antonio Guterres in a video message to launch a policy brief on older persons in April 2020. The impact on health and long-term care services for older persons must recognize and confront the particular challenges they face, including their ability to access medical treatment and care. You all remember Mickey Rooney? Passed away recently? Yes. His acting career began back in the 20s and includes an impressive 200-plus movies, most recently playing a crusty bad guy in The Night of the Museum with Ben Stiller. With all that fame and money, he must be doing all right in his golden years. Yet, something bad happened, something that happens to untold numbers of elderly victims. In February 2011, Mickey needed to obtain a temporary restraining order against his stepson Christopher and his wife Christina. Mickey alleged that they committed verbal, emotional and financial abuse and denied him such basic necessities as food and medicine, leading to bouts of depression. Essentially, Mickey felt he was made a prisoner in his own home by the use of threats, intimidation and harassment. 
Then in September 2011, he, along with his conservator, filed an elder abuse claim against Christopher and Christina, alleging that they blocked access to his mail, obtained exclusive control over his personal and business accounts, used those monies for their own use, and then transferred Mickey's income to their own personal accounts. How on earth did something like this happen? In a nutshell, it's called old age vulnerability. It's often exasperated by one or more varying types of dementia. These perpetrators exploit this vulnerability in a number of ways, most prominently by the use of financial powers of attorney. These documents give the bad guys complete legal authority to do everything, especially financially, and that the elder victim could do himself like access bank accounts obtain a mortgage or transfer title to a home or lands placed into the wrong hands these powers of attorney become a license to steal through intimidation manipulation and coercion sufficient undue influence is often wielded to change the elder's trust or will to substitute improper beneficiaries once accomplished an advanced healthcare directive can then be used to give the perpetrator authority to warehouse and isolate the victim into a locked down nursing home with instructions that no outside communication with family or friends is allowed currently there are no official statistics available worldwide and i hope in the future there'll be a worldwide system to catalog and document all these statistics and reports elder abuse is recognized as a continually increasing and serious problem in our society unfortunately due to underreporting variations in the definition of elder abuse and the absence of a worldwide uniform reporting system it is difficult to determine the scope of this issue hopefully in the future we'll see something done about this the national center on elder abuse distinguishes between several different types of elder abuse These include physical abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, financial or materialistic exploitation, neglect, abandonment and self-neglect. Self-neglect, very few of you might know, self-neglect is the behavior of an elderly person that threatens his or her life or his or her health or safety. That is self-neglect. Once a elderly person gives up the will to live, then he stops taking medication that is self neglect tries to harm himself neglects himself doesn't bathe at all uh, you can see unhygienic conditions in his quarters or his bedroom or bathroom that is self neglect elder abuse is sadly quite common i am not going to share with you some statistics that are very alarming but it's important to know in order to address this growing epidemic Abuse including neglect and exploitation is experienced by about 1 in 10 people aged 60 and older who live at home. From 2002 to 2016, more than 643,000 older adults were treated in the emergency department for non-fatal assaults and over 19,000 homicides occurred. And these statistics are just in America. Imagine the world. Some groups have higher rates of abuse than others compared with women men had higher rates of both non fatal assaults and homicides 
The rate for non-fatal assaults increased more than 75% among men between 2002 and 2016 and more than 35% among women between 2007 and 2016. Overall, adult children are most often the perpetrators of elder abuse, followed by other family members and spouses. Unfortunately, institutional abuse of the elderly, that is in hospitals, convalescent homes and board and care homes, is also becoming a major concern, particularly since more families are unable to provide appropriate care for the elderly at home. The older adult population is growing faster in the U.S., than the younger populations. Many older adults require care and are vulnerable to violence perpetrated by a caregiver or someone they trust. There certainly needs to be more research done to uncover the causes for and solutions to violence against older adults and we must understand and address the factors that put people at risk for or protect them from violence. We need statistics to be worldwide, not just one country or two countries. It has to be a worldwide statistic. So why has this gotten so out of hand? Well, truthfully, it's difficult to take care of a senior who has many different needs. And it's difficult to be elderly when age brings with it infirmities and dependence. Both the demands of caregiving and the needs of the elder can create situations in which abuse is more likely to occur. Many non-professional caregivers, spouses, adult children, other relatives and friends find taking care of an elder to be satisfying and enriching. But the responsibilities and demands of caregiving, which escalate as the elder's condition deteriorates, can also cause significant stress. The stress of elder care can lead to mental and physical health problems that leave caregivers burnt out, impatient and more susceptible to neglecting or lashing out at the elders in their care. In addition to the caregiver's inability to manage stress, other risk factors for elder abuse include things like depression in the caregiver, lack of support from other potential caregivers, the caregiver's perception that taking care of the elder is burdensome and without emotional reward, substance abuse by the caregiver, the intensity of the elderly person's illness or dementia, Social isolation, the elder and caregiver alone almost all the time together, the elder's role at an earlier time as an abusive parent or spouse, a history of domestic violence in the home, the elder's own tendency toward verbal or physical aggression, even caregivers in institutional settings can experience stress at levels that lead to elder abuse. Nursing home staff may be prone to elder abuse if they lack training, have too many responsibilities, are unsuited to caregiving, or work under poor conditions. What are the warning signs of elder abuse? How can you tell when someone is being abused? Maybe even someone you love has become a victim of this horrible act. Signs of elder abuse can be difficult to recognize or mistaken for symptoms of dementia or the elderly person's frailty or caregivers may explain them to you that way. In fact, many of the signs and symptoms of elder abuse do overlap with symptoms of mental deterioration. But that doesn't mean you should dismiss them on the caregiver's say-so. Frequent arguments or tension between the caregiver and the elderly person 
or changes in the personality or behavior in the elder per person can be broad signals of elder abuse. If you suspect abuse but aren't sure, you can look for clusters of the following warning signs. Signs for physical abuse, certain warnings you have to look out for. Unexplained signs of injuries such as bruises, welts or scars, especially if they appear symmetrically on two sides of the body. Broken bones, sprains, dislocations or a report of drug overdose or an apparent failure to take medication regularly or a prescription has, that has more remaining in it than it should. Broken eyeglasses, frames, signs of being restrained such as rope marks on wrists, caregivers' refusal to allow you to see the elder alone. These are signs, they are telltale signs of physical abuse in an elder. There are few warning signs for emotional abuse that include threatening, belittling or controlling caregiver behavior. Behavior from the elder that mimics dementia such as rocking, sucking or mumbling to themselves. Then there are sexual abuse warning signs in elders that include bruises around breasts or genitals, unexplained vaginal or anal bleeding, torn, stained or bloody underclothing. And then there's elder neglect or self-neglect that has its own telltale signs like unusual weight loss, dehydration, untreated physical problems such as bed sores, unsanitary living conditions, like dirt, bugs, soiled bedding and clothes, being left dirty or unbathed, unsuitable clothing for covering during a weather, like if it's hot, there's no air conditioning, if, it, uh, if it's cold, there's no heating system, no fans, you know, unsuitable clothing or covering for the weather, for the weather of the day, unsafe living conditions, no running water, faulty electrical wiring or maybe some fire hazards, Desertion of the elder at a public place, that one's quite common. Then there's financial exploitation, that has its warning signs and those are pretty significant. Withdrawals from the elder's accounts. Sudden changes in the elder's financial condition. Items or cash missing from the senior's household. Suspicious changes in wills, powers of attorney, titles and policies. Addition of names to the senior's signature card. Financial activity. The senior couldn't have undertaken such as ATM withdrawal when the account holder is bedridden. Unnecessary services, goods or subscriptions. And then there's the healthcare fraud that is rampant worldwide and it's horrible to say the least. That includes duplicate billing for the same medical service or device, evidence of over medication or under medication. Evidence of inadequate care when bills are paid in full. Problems with the care facility. Poorly trained, poorly paid or insufficient staff. Crowding, inadequate response to questions about care. If you are a caregiver to an elderly person and feel you are in danger of hurting or neglecting them, help and support is always available. Perhaps you are having trouble controlling your anger and find yourself screaming louder and louder or perhaps lashing out at the person in your care or other people have expressed concern with your behavior or the tension between the two of you or maybe you simply feel emotionally disconnected or overwhelmed by the daily needs of the elderly person in your care.
recognizing that you have a problem is the biggest step to getting help and preventing abuse. As a caregiver, there are a few steps you could follow. You know, by following these few steps, you could prevent elder abuse or neglect. Let me list them out to you. Take immediate steps to relieve stress first and burn out. That's the worst kind of thing. Stress is a major contributor to elder abuse and neglect. You can help reduce your stress levels by regularly practicing stress-relieving techniques such as yoga, meditation or deep breathing exercises. Request help from friends, relatives or local care agencies or find an adult daycare program. Every caregiver needs to take regular breaks from the stress of caring for an elder and to attend to their own needs, even if only for a couple of hours. Take care of yourself. If you are not getting enough rest, you are much more likely to succumb to anger. Eat a healthy diet, get regular exercise and take care of your own medical needs. Seek help for depression. Family caregivers are especially at risk for depression. But there are plenty of things you can do to boost your mood and outlook and overcome the problem. Find a support group for caregivers of the elderly. Sharing your concerns and experiences with others facing the same challenges can help relieve the isolation you may be feeling as a caregiver. It can also be a great place to gain valuable tips and insights into caring for an elder. Get help for any substance abuse issues. It's never easy, but there are plenty of actions you can take to address drug or alcohol abuse. Get professional help. If you can't seem to stop yourself, no matter how hard you try, it's time to get help by talking to a therapist. If you're a concerned friend, neighbor or family member, the following can help to prevent abuse of an elderly person. Call and visit as often as you can, helping the elderly to see you as a trusted confidant. Offer to stay with the elder so the caregiver can have a break on a regular basis if possible. Monitor the elder's medications to ensure the amounts being taken correspond with the prescription dates. Watch for financial abuse by asking the elder if you can check their bank accounts and credit card statements for unauthorized transactions. Identify the warning signs of abuse or neglect and report it without delay. Now that you have a better understanding of how distressing this is, here's what you can do to report elder abuse if you ever see the warning signs. If you are an elder who is being abused, neglected or exploited, tell at least one person. Tell your doctor, a friend or a family member whom you trust. Make sure your financial and legal affairs are in order. If they aren't, enlist professional help to get them sorted out. With the assistance of a trusted friend or relative if necessary. Keep in touch with family and friends and avoid becoming isolated. If you are unhappy with the care you're receiving, whether it's in your own home or in a care facility, speak up. Tell someone you trust or call an elder abuse helpline in your country. If you witness an older adult being abused or neglected, don't hesitate to report the situation. And if you see future incidents of abuse, continue to call and report them. 
each elder abuse report is a snapshot of what is taking place. The more information that you can provide, the better the chance the elder has of getting the quality of care they need. Older adults can become increasingly isolated from the society and with no work to attend to, it can be easy for abuse cases to go unnoticed for very long periods of time. Many seniors don't report the abuse they face even if they are able. Some fear retaliation from the abuser while others view having an abusive caretaker as better than having no caretaker and being forced to move out of their home. When the caregivers are their children, they may feel ashamed that their children are inflicting harm or blame, blame upon themselves. If I had been a better parent, sometimes they think, if, if I had been a better parent when they were younger, this wouldn't be happening. You know, it's self-blame. The elder starts blaming himself. Or they just may not want children they love to get into trouble with the law. In any situation of elder abuse, it can be a real challenge to respect an older adult's right to autonomy while at the same time making sure they are properly cared for. In the case of an elder experiencing abuse by a primary caregiver, such as an adult child, do not confront the abuser yourself. That's very important. Never confront the abuser yourself. This may put the older person in more danger unless you have the elder's permission and are able to immediately move them to an alternative safe care. Find strength in numbers. If a family member or a family caregiver is suspected of abuse, other family members may have the best chance of convincing the older adult to consider alternative care. Feelings of shame can often keep elder abuse hidden. You may not want to believe a family member could be capable of abusing a loved one. Or you may even think that the older adult would be angry at you for speaking up. But the earlier you intervene in a situation of elder abuse, the better the outcome will be for everyone involved. In the case of self-neglect, Remember a few points, like even if the elder refuses your help, keep checking in with them and list others to express their feelings of concern to them. Sometimes a peer or a neutral party, such as a geriatric care manager, may have a better chance of getting through than you. Make sure the older adult is connected with medical services. Since self-neglect can have medical causes, share your concerns with the elder's doctor, if possible. Offer the elder home services on a trial basis. This can help them see the positive changes they can experience and open them up to considering alternative care, for example. Encourage them to try housekeeping help for a month or a meal delivery service for a few weeks. Consider legal guardianship. If you are concerned that a person's ability to take care of themselves safely is compromised, you can look into legal guardianship or legal conservatorship. If there is not an appropriate family member available, a guardian can be appointed by the courts. If you didn't already know, World Elder Abuse Awareness Day is on the 15th of June. 
World Elder Abuse Awareness Day, also known as WEAD, W-E-A-A-D, was launched by the International Network for the Prevention of Elder Abuse and the World Health Organization at the United Nations. The purpose of WEAAD is to provide an opportunity for communities around the world to promote a better understanding of abuse and neglect of older persons by raising awareness of the cultural, social, economic and demographic processes affecting elder abuse and neglect. Finally, you may be thinking, wow, there's a lot of information. The Pranay is dumping too much information on us. This is an information dump, goddammit. But you may also be thinking, I had no idea it was this bad. I had no idea it was this bad. This is horrible. I wish I could do more to help end this. You know, it is terrible. It is terrible what is done to these people who are the most vulnerable and should be treated with love, care and respect. The elder people, we should always respect them we should, because we have a lot, of, lot to learn from them. We should always respect them and we don't know what they've gone through in their early years. And they for sure have much more experience in life than we do. And boots on the ground experience is what they have. Not some savvy internet experience. So what's really going on? Why do some people think they can get away with such horrible acts? But also, why would they even want to do such things in the first place? Especially to their loved ones. While many cultures celebrate the aging process and venerate their elders, in western cultures where youth is fetishized and the elderly are commonly removed from the community and relegated to hospitals and nursing homes. Aging can become a shameful experience. Physical signs of human aging tend to be regarded with distaste and aging is often depicted in a negative light in popular culture if it is even depicted at all. As Koshin Palay Ellison said, quote, There is so much shame in our culture around aging and death. Unquote. Yes, Koshin Palay Ellison said that. He's a Buddhist monk and a co-founder of the New York Zen Center for Contemplative Care. He also told the Huffington, Huffington Post that people themselves, when they're aging, feel that there's something wrong with them and they're losing value. Well, that he said to the Huffington Post, okay. And psychologist Eric Erickson argued that the Western fear of aging keeps us from living full lives. Let me quote him. Quote, lacking a culturally viable ideal of old age, our civilization does not really harbor a concept of the whole of life. Unquote. Psychologist Eric Erickson wrote this and now changing the narrati narrative by uh, embracing the aging process and learning to respect and cherish the elderly might be our only hope in ending this issue. Aging isn't just a biological process. It's also very much a cultural one. Different cultures have different attitudes and practices around aging and death. And these cultural perspectives can have a huge effect on our experience of getting older. The Western cultural stigma around aging 
and death doesn't exist in Greece. In Greek and Greek-American culture, old age is honoured and celebrated and respected for elders are deserving of the respect they'll so lovingly ask of us. And this respect is central to Greek families. Ariana Huffington described an experience of Greek elderly respect in her book titled On Becoming Fearless. Quote, Ten years ago, I visited the monastery of Thari on the island of Rhodes with my children. There, as in all of Greece, abbots were addressed by everyone as Geronda, which means old man. Abbesses are called Gerondissa, not exactly terms of endearment in my adopted home. The idea of honouring old age, indeed identifying it with wisdom and closeness to God, is in startling contrast to the way we treat ageing in America. Unquote. This is what she wrote in a book, Ariana Huffington. Okay, Native American elders pass down their knowledge. Though attitudes towards death in contemporary American culture are largely characterized by fear, Native American cultures traditionally accept death as a fact of life. There are over 500 Native American nations and each has its own traditions and attitude towards aging and elderly care. But in many tribal communities, elders are respected for their wisdom and life experiences. Within Native American families, it's common for the elders to be expected to pass down their learnings to younger members of the family. In Korea, elders are highly respected. Much of the Koreans' regard for aging is rooted in the Confucian principle of filial piety, a fundamental value dictating that one must respect one's parents. Although Confucius was a Chinese, his ideals have a long history in Korea. Younger members of the family have a duty to care for the aging members of the family. And even outside the family unit, Koreans are socialized to respect and show deference to older individuals as well as authority figures. It's also customary in Korean culture to have a big celebration to mark an individual's 60th and 70th birthdays. The Hwan Gap or 60th birthday is a joyous time when children celebrate their parents' passage into old age. The age is thought to be reason for celebration in part because many of the ancestors would not have survived past the age of 60 without the advances of modern medicine. A similar large family celebration is held for the 70th birthday known as Kokui, meaning old and rare. Similar to Korean culture, Chinese families traditionally view filial piety and respect for one's elders as the highest virtue deriving from the Confucian tradition.
In India, elders are the head of the family. Many Indians live in joint family units with the elders acting as the head of the household. The elders are supported by the younger members of the family and they in turn play a key role in raising their grandchildren. In the African-American community, death is seen as an opportunity to celebrate life. In African-American culture, death is seen as a part of the natural rhythm of life, which lessens the cultural fear around aging. For this reason, Karen Myers writes in The Truth About Death and Dying, quote, African-American funerals tend to be life-affirming and to have a celebratory air intermingled with the sorrow, unquote. In ancient Rome, elders were a precious resource. Though the average life expectancy in ancient Rome was around 25, some individuals did live into their 70s and they were generally respected for their wisdom. Quote, The Romans made use of the elderly and had faith in their wisdom and experience, unquote writes Dr. Karen Cocaine of the University of Reading. Quoting Cicero as saying, quote, For there is assuredly nothing dearer to a man than wisdom, and though age takes away all else, it undoubtedly brings us that, unquote. But, but she explains that older individuals had to earn that high status of respect by living a virtuous life. Quote, Wisdom has to be worked at by hard work, study, and especially by virtuous living. Unquote. Rice cocaine. The old were expected to act with moderation and dignity at all times. The old had to be an example to the young, as it was thought the young learnt by example. And this was ingrained in Roman society. Thank you, my dear brothers and sisters. We are running out of time now. I will say a short goodbye and see you next time in case you have something, some topic that you want me to cover in the next episode or in the future episodes. Do hit me up on Instagram and leave a comment. I will do my best to reply. Until then, I am leaving you with a song Young Forever by OGs Not Again. Thank you. Jai Hind and Namaskar, my dear brothers and sisters. You're listening to Anyway Pranay. Remember to hit that subscribe button. I have measured the mountains and tamed the tide. Ran through the desert and I made it out alive I bested the beasts and stole from the gods But looking back on the battles there's one that I lost You see when I we rise and crash like waves in a storm Just the sound of your voice and the blue sky pours and I know that you roll like thunder But in the lightning strike It's worth it all for the spark in your eyes And I don't fear the years when we come together Cause with you who needs to be young forever
to this episode of Anyway Pranay. If you like what you heard, then be sure to hit like and subscribe. Have a burning question for Pranay or a topic you'd love him to discuss on the show? Feel free to get in touch. You can reach Pranay on all socials at Pranay342. See you next time. <laughs>